da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Brian, Richard, dearest ma'am fam, my dear Dr. Sattler, welcome to Jurassic World, colon, Fallen Kingdom. Wow. We're here. We, we are, made it. We, we, Life finds a way, guys. It does. To the, finds to the listeners, we were just having some business talk before the podcast, and I was busy tonight. I actually forgot we were, were reviewing until just now, and I'm, <laughs> I'm sad. It's good. It's what you want. It's what you want. Puts you in the right mindset, right? Just uh, sadness. Total, total <laughs> despair and sadness uh, for the Fallen Kingdom. No, um... Jurassic Park talk is something that we probably are going to be doing more of in the future, considering uh, the amount of money that this made. Whether we want um, to or whether not. Whether we want to or not, right. I feel like we're Jurassic Parked out on this uh, podcast, given the amount of times we've talked about the original sequels on Jurassic World, what have you. Um, I've said, I think, I, all I can say about uh, Jurassic Park until they release another one, and then I have a lot more to say. So I'm excited about tonight. Uh, we're joined by a guest uh, later, a VIP, that will be joining us. So excited about that. Shout out to the VIPs uh, who are still holding it down. Uh, it says, now playing on the playlist, uh, R. Kelly's Ignition. Wow, that's a surprise. Um, <laughs> that never gets like, played yeah, here. It's like on a constant rotation or something. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, so I, it's always good times. Uh, Richard and I and producer Steven uh, actually uh, yesterday did our Kanye West retrospective review episode in the VIP. It was good. It was a good time. So thank thank you uh, to the people who joined us over in the uh, in the, on stage four in the VIP lounge last night. Um, and that episode's available there. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP to uh, to do that. But yeah, good times nonetheless to be had. Um, a few weeks ago on the show, we had what's known around these parts as the patented, trademarked, Mad About Movies Summer Movie Draft. Yeah, mm. it was good. It was, um, I, felt, I felt good, you know, coming out of the draft, but you never really know until the players go out on the field, right? <laughs> right, guys? That's right. Is that That's right. right? The players play the game, as they say. Yeah. Uh, well, we are, I guess, midway through the summer, so to speak. Uh, we got about six, seven weeks left of the real heat of the summer, and then uh, we start to uh, peter out at the end of August and uh, tally up the final results. So we thought for movie news, rumors, rumblings, we'd kind of take this time to update everybody on the summer movie draft uh, according to Brian's algorithm <laughs> uh, that he has concocted. We'll see if it holds up once again, and um, maybe just talk about this summer as a whole so to, uh, so far and uh, thoughts on on all of that. So, uh, Brian, I guess you can pull up the spreadsheet, do Oof. the calculations. And, it's rough. Um, it's rough. It's been, I would say, disappointing on all fronts, except if you're Richard and you had Incredibles 2. I think that was probably the movie of the summer. Uh, and uh, in God, terms of... my second round pick, too, I think, didn't yeah. I? Or was that my first pick? Well, you no, actually, that was your first pick. I think oh, it was your my first pick. Okay. I think Deadpool you had two back-to-backs, and um, you picked that and Deadpool back-to-back, which was great. Probably the uh, 
probably it's probably the move of the draft was was uh you you having Deadpool two and also um Incredibles two. So having said that, well, uh, you know to quote my sister, uh, as you guys know, I'm I'm a cardigan wearer, and uh, my last name's uh, Barton. And so the Barton oh, is really? famous. I can't believe you guys haven't made any Cardi B jokes for me yet. But as she says, <laughs> I don't dance. I make money moves. You don't got to dance. Yeah. This, this is expensive. This is bloody shoes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Overall, disappointing results-wise this summer uh, in yeah, terms of box office. I think it's just been below everybody's expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside low, from Incredibles low pools, making high w- budgets, yeah, right. Except, except yeah. for Incredibles making, I think, way you know, fifty million dollars more than even the studio was projecting it to make, which is uh, yeah, very rare. So, Brian, if you would like yeah. to update yeah. us on that and um, continue our preview, I guess sure. of, of the summer, sure. the rest of the summer. So we've still got some movies to go. Yeah. I would like to remind everybody up front that I dominated this game last year. I need that. Well, when you create the algorithm, it's easy to dominate. <laughs> Continue. Well, didn't carry on so far this year. So yeah. maybe last year true. was beginner's luck. So we'll I'm see. I'm the second place champion. I just yeah. lay low. Yeah, it's, like it's a smart it's a smart way to go. Um I'll start at the top. So Kent, you've had two movies come out. We are still waiting for Ant Man and the Wasp. And Hotel Transylvania 3. Unfortunately, your fifth round selection, Slender Man, I don't think is going to get released. So you may be in a ah. spot there. Uh, but <laughs> what was the next available like auto pick? What was the auto pick? Uh, so, so, I don't know. I can on. go back. Yeah, I can go back and look and see see what was left. Um, so you've had two movies hit. Solo has not done well for you. Uh, not done well for Disney, for that matter. Three hundred fifty-four million dollars worldwide, which is crazy, wow. crazy low to me. How is that possible? Crazy. I don't see how uh, that's when possible. You, I know when you subtract its budget divided by the Rotten Tomato score, it has been worth three point five points to you, which is crazy. That's I hmm. would never, I would not have projected that. However, hmm. you had the first pick in the draft. You got Avengers: Infinity War. That crossed the two billion barrier recently. Uh, it's a good movie. It has been worth 101 points to you. So you're sitting at about 105 points right now uh, with uh, with two movies and, a, and an empty slot left to go. I feel like you're pretty safe. Last year, you would not be safe at this point. Um, but the, you could, the you numbers, could have projected my demise. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not demise, but it would have been it would have been tight for sure. Um, whereas this year, everything is, is yeah. A bit, I would have had to, know. Despicable Me three would have had to have been a hundred percent a rotten tomato, <laughs> right? For right. me to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so, but I think I think you're definitely safe. You're in the lead at this point. Uh, I oh, think I Richard am. Has a, Oh, you I thought are. I. You're, you're, oh, wow! I thought I was. You're leading the pack. I thought I was of, uh, in second, but not by much. But no, uh, Avengers. Avengers worth 101 points. That's going to be tough to beat this this summer. It sounds like Richard is in second place. Uh, he, Richard, you've had Incredibles two, which is at around 500 million dollars so far. It's been worth 49 points, uh, and then Deadpool two is over 700 million dollars at this point. It is worth 33 points. You still have Skyscraper, The Meg. And for, and the first purge headed this way, so you're sitting at about 82 points. Uh, now remember, again, I wanted to reiterate, I won this going away last year. Um, I am very close to just having to forfeit. It is so bad for me, guys. It's been a tough, 
This has been tough. Uh, the only thing my... I remember you picking <laughs> is Jurassic World. So yeah, yeah. So that hurt. That did not do well. Uh, I needed. I desperately needed Jurassic World to be. Excuse me. I I desperately needed Fallen Kingdom to be as good as Jurassic World was, just on the Rotten Tomatoes scale, and it is not. So that movie has already made seven hundred and twenty-five million dollars. How is that? But <laughs> but because How is of Deadpool its, only made seven hundred. I know. That's what I know. I'm it's wondering. already one weekend. Jurassic World has outgrossed Deadpool two, but its Rotten Tomato score is fifty. It is only worth eleven points to me at this point. Uh, Ocean's Eight has been not good for me, unfortunately. Thought I would get some good karma there drafting that and Mamma Mia two and just oh riding oh, riding with one. the riding with the the ladies and it's not paid off for me. That's been worth three points to me so far. And uh, I got a little. I thought I had a steal in Hereditary uh, in the, the with my last pick because it already at that time when we did the draft. Uh, it has no budget. It only has like a three million dollar budget, and it was sitting at a hundred percent on on RT with a bunch of reviews. It was like over a hundred reviews, hundred percent. It's come down a little bit. So now, I mean, that's turned into a reason, but it's only worth five points for me because it's you know it was never going to gross a ton of money. So I still have Mission Impossible Five and Mamma Mia Two coming, but I'm sitting at eighteen points. I'm a solid sixty points back from second place. It's not looking good. It's not looking good for me, guys. So wow. just, uh, just get Drastic ready. Turn. Well, I think we should when, give him Uncle Drew just to make it even. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when Mama Mia is one hundred percent and makes three billion dollars, right. you're gonna right. be. It's gonna yeah. be. The tables are gonna turn very quickly. Uh, you know, yeah. Pierce Brosnan yeah. just brings it these days. He brings the effort, with, for sure. With my luck, it's going to turn out that this is the worst Tom Cruise movie ever, and it's going to be, <laughs> somehow, it's going to be 35%. Yeah, I've been there, dude. It's like, come on, I went what it, are we doing here? Yeah. I went, no, I went in on The Mummy last year, <laughs> just counting on, I wanted, you know, it was a mid-round pick. You're like, Cruise is going to be fine. It's it, it's not going to be great, but it's going to be like a solid 30 points, 50 points, which is fine for the third-round pick. And right. you're like, and I got negative seven or something from it. So <laughs> it happened. Yeah. But I think a Mission Impossible, those never, except for Mission yeah. Impossible 2, which we have a pretty fun idea on for a podcast. Mm. Uh, they've all been, they've all been good. So I think you're safe there. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I, I would, I would start thinking, Kent and Richard, it's, it's a pretty good race to see which of you is going to win. I, I might be thinking about what, uh, atrocity you're going to, uh, <laughs> from my solo episode. So. Well, um, man, thoughts and prayers, man, fam. Appreciate it. I thought, I thought everything I was going to pick was cursed. Last year, I picked, <laughs> I killed Michael Bay's Transformers forever. I killed the Despicable Me minions forever. You're welcome. Thank you for both of those. Yeah, yeah. and those I killed, I killed Star Wars this year. Apparently, guys, sorry yeah. about and that. You, you dug Tupac up and killed him again. <laughs> I did. I, I proved he was dead this time. Yeah, 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 you proved it. You yeah. killed the hologram. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah that was in hindsight you know you got to take some risks sometimes you got to shoot your shot you got to shoot the half court <laughs> shot at halftime because mm-hmm. you might go in mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah um well man what what are we gonna do are you guys <laughs> gonna pick my last movie or is do we just mark that as a zero or an even like you can't lose points so it wouldn't be like yeah a I guess we just see if it matters when it I comes down to I think we just give it. you Uncle Drew. <laughs> no, we need to do a movie that has zero reviews so far just to make it sure. even so we can't right. forecast I'll look any ahead. kind of thing. I'll look ahead. We'll figure something out. Just do like Teen some Titans kind of random go. draw. Yeah. What's Teen coming? Titans. Just do like the first movie, the biggest movie that's coming out like uh, 
first week of August, like whatever that is, if it hasn't been taken. All right. You know? Okay. I'll look for something. We'll, we'll, okay. We'll, we'll add you something. can have, mm, you can have the spy who dumped me. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Go down it's been decided, negative bro. Point. <laughs> I'll take Bo Burnham's movie. How about that? No. Yeah, that's got like, it's like what, 100% something like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, so well reviewed. Be we'll best it, picture. Or I'm pumped for that. Yeah, I am too. Hopefully we get stock. Brian and I are, Brian and I are Bo Burnham stands. Yeah, the guy. first week of August, Kinto, you could have your pick of the Christopher Robin movie. That's probably your, your best bet. Uh, Mandy Moore's Darkest Minds. I know you've been pining for that one. The Spy Who Dumped Me. Man, what a, what a time this this week of august is yeah uh and then the next week well you got happy time murders coming shortly after crazy rich asians that james franco movie kin you know just yeah Um, i think christopher robin might win me the competition though i mean i don't want to do that really because it would be that'd be unfair i'll just keep it at zero and uh if it matters should a tie happen then we'll have to do some kind of sure Coin flip or something. If, since I didn't have five movies, I'm in. just gonna go see Gotti tomorrow. If, if Slenderman ends up coming out on Netflix, can we mark that as five points? <laughs> sure, sure. We can like if it gets bought out. and released, it looks like it might be released. August I thought 24th. it was. I thought it was gonna come out on like Amazon or something. Yeah, it's I, in May 2018. It was reported the film was being shopped to other distributors due to disagreements, but they haven't killed the release yet. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens then. Yeah, again, okay. I don't think okay. it's going to matter. Yeah. Like, I would need. I would need. 90 points for Mission Impossible to even be in the thing, I think. So wow. That's the way it goes. What I do just, I have left again? I'm sure you said it. Uh, the it? Meg, Skyscraper, oh, and I, I went, the First I went purge. trashy with my last yeah. few. Yeah. But you got the you got the pedigree up top. That's a that's a solid one-two punch. Yeah, I went like Lance Stevenson and Deshaun Stevenson for like my <laughs> other ones. Pick, you know, I got the studs. Yeah. So now I need some guys that are going to fight for them. They're hockey enforcers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Gotti, built it like Brian? a hockey team. <laughs> yeah, okay. Gotti review. Like said, you want to just do it might now? Have, might hey. as well just go ahead and bite the bullet now. Well, I can see it in theaters in all of its glory. <laughs> Gotti, I don't know if Gotti's long enough. It's got to be a longer Travolta movie. I love this. So uh, it's I, currently I in fourteenth at the box office. So. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go to put the hit out. Go down it's this made um, three million bucks, almost four. Wow, that much! Incredible. Um, I don't want to go down this path again this week, but <laughs> the Movie Pass CEO went on Reddit and what did an AMA, and the, t- the top question upvoted was, "Did you actually like Gotti?" <laughs> oh, it was like the very first like question, and he said, uh, "I think he said he actually did like it or something like that." So that tells you, hey, he, he showed the up. world who's boss. <laughs> again, Kent, I don't know how to do anything, and I, I've asked you this privately. I'm going to put it out there in public. We need the meme of the Gotti poster. He showed the world who's boss, but instead of Travolta, it's who's the boss. Yeah. You're the only one with the skill in yeah. the, between the three of us to do this. I can do it. Or, yeah. yeah. Find me the right picture of Tony Danza and I'll make it happen for sure. <laughs> Done. I don't, I don't, yeah. Done. You think I don't <laughs> have a smile of those already, bro? <laughs> he showed the world who's boss. That's greatness. Um, uh, wow. Man, I don't. Where, where do we go from here? I don't. I don't even know. But uh, yeah. So hey, you, you you want some shout outs? I got some shout outs ready. You want every? Yeah. If you want that, you can do that route. Uh, yeah. Get prepare them. But apparently, okay. this, the uh, CEO of AMC 
listens to Mad About Movies, so shout out. I know. Taking our Look idea last week. Man. Next day, announcing their their service. Please send uh, yeah, us a, so cool a, like some kind of fee that. for that. Like that was that was straight out of my mouth. The whole thing, just yeah. their entire plan was exactly what we said. I don't like. I feel like maybe we can sue them. Is that possible? I think we could definitely sue MoviePass if they do the points <laughs> thing because we have directed it at them specifically. So I'm waiting yeah, for them don't, to do don't it make so it... that we can file a lawsuit yeah. for intellectual property yeah. theft. Yeah, I can't wait. I like the I like that MoviePass's uh, way of combating. A pretty solid idea by AMC. If it was Cinemark, I'd be on it immediately because the theater that I see most of these movies at is Cinemark. AMC is still a bit of a drive for me, but uh, if it was Cinemark, I'd be all over. But their response is like, what if we added surge pricing? Do you guys like that? You like that? It's just such a... Even the point system would have made some sense, but when you call it surge pricing, oh no, people don't like that. It's oh, not yeah. going to go well. So Surge, yes. So they added... We, we talked about that. I stood outside a murderous bar for two hours <laughs> to avoid Surge pricing on an Uber, so... Yes. Well, I'm not going to do it in the movie Such theater. Such a bad... Yeah. Come up with literally... Just call it something different. Even if it is Surge pricing, at the very least, don't give it the title Just call it like premium pricing. film or something. Gosh, you know, like make so it seem bad. like it's a... It's a it's a better experience to see those kinds of movies. You know, not a worse. I don't know. Um, most so people are not going to see the movies because of that. I don't know why that they want that. <laughs> they want people to not use the card. I don't. I don't see that. I, I'm done. I, I can't. I can't anymore. But let us know if you get the AMC pass, ma'am, fam, and yeah. Uh, let us know how that works because I'm I'm intrigued by that and, cool concept. And, uh, apparently, we saw the link that uh, Rotten or pardon me, Alamo Draft Houses as yeah the yeah yeah. Uh, they might be doing that too. That's that that might be worth seeking out for for uh, if you're near an Alamo for sure. Well, Brian, shout outs. Yeah, so I've got a list of ten wonderful, beautiful names uh, that we're going to shout out quickly. The reason we are doing this, this is the first time you've ever listened to Mad About Movies podcast. A, welcome, and B, we have a little VIP club. Uh, and C, really? Jurassic World 2? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you should look, have better taste. Maybe they're out there just searching for dinosaurs, and this is where they ended up. And I, I, I applaud that. I applaud that. Uh, we have a little VIP club. You can go to madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP, VIP to uh, join up. Uh, for as little as a dollar a week, you get access to exclusive audio content like throwbacks, bonus episodes. Richard and I slaved away over basketball episodes all those last week just for the VIPs. We have this lovely Kanye podcast that uh, Kent, Richard, and producer Steven did this week. Other fun that, stuff. Brian. I, I will. Enjoy the Kanye cast. Steven had I some. Will. I love classic Steven. He did. I love Steven on the podcast. If <laughs> if ever Steven wants to just take my place permanently on this show, I will sacrifice for him. That's It was great because uh, he was upstairs in my den, <laughs> and I, I had to. It was a lot to get wow. him on the Skype. It was. Yeah. Oh, I imagine it's like <laughs> it was worth it though. Yeah, it was worse uh, than it was definitely worth than it. our than your parents and whatnot. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> no, actually, uh, he was great. So anyway, so if you uh, if you join that, you you will eventually hear your name called on these here radio slash podcast waves. Uh, so here's the list of ten names. So very, very special thank you to Justin Baird, Isaac Shehabar, Darcy Belcher, Gilbert Chan, Eric Huang, Darian Morgan, Nathan Cole, 
Quinn Robertson and Bethany Chandler. Who Shouts I can't con- out. Can't confirm Bethany Chandler is not my best friend growing up, little sister whose name was Bethany Chandler. I had to check and make sure it wasn't her. Not her. So that Bethany Chandler can go and die. But this Bethany Chandler, <laughs> thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> she must have done something to you. Nah, just joking. Just joking. I texted wow. my buddy from way back. I was like, hey, did your sister randomly listen to the show? And he was like, no, I guarantee you not. Like, okay, cool. Just making sure. <laughs> well, yeah, special shout out to them. And one of our <laughs> VIPs will be joining us uh, right now to talk Fallen Kingdom. Oh, yeah. So now we welcome in a VIP, Nick, a.k.a. Roderick, a.k.a. Roddy. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Hot Rod. Rod. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. We're going to think of some more, I'm sure, before the night is over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nick is one of our awesome VIPs, and I want to ask you a few questions just to get to know you right off the top. Um, First of all, we give every VIP... You know, part of signing up is you get one minute to rant on Now You See Me. So go ahead. (laughs) I think the uh, only thing that I could say about Now You See Me is that if there are not more Now You See Me movies, I don't know what to do with myself because it just is the greatest piece of art Ever okay, down to ten seconds now. You got to make it so <laughs> everyone needs to see it so they can understand. Okay, no, no, it. that's going to be edited oh. out. No, that's not happening <laughs> on the show. So you're Team Richard on Now You See Me, right? You kind of like quietly love it. That how bad it is. Um, it it didn't make my guilty pleasure list, but oh, it oh, it uh, but it was a a close um eleventh. Yeah. They throw <laughs> cards in it, dude. Yeah, I mean the cards is the like if they could just do cards. That would be. <laughs> Did you guys see? Somebody tweeted us uh, a a screenshot of Jeopardy. They used "Now You See Me Too" wow. as, as a question on or an answer. Excuse me on Jeopardy. It was like what? something like it was all about our the title. It was like for some reason this sequel was not called called "Now You Don't" or something like that. I was oh. blown away. It, yeah, what? I'm I still get mad about that in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Ryan Gosling in that Avatar um, font sketch, yeah, from SNL, yeah, Papyrus, where mad, yeah. yeah, where he's just mad about Papyrus. That's me with them. Like they they got enough money for a second one, and it's they like, didn't call it. Now you don't like. Are you, just, there better there better Richard be a triplet shoots up out of bed in his night cardigan, and it's just <laughs> wait, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's that kind of yeah. What were you saying, Nick? Go ahead. There there better be a triplet in the third one. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Oh gosh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> no, Three I, Woody Harrelsons. I think they should add a Woody every time, and they should make seven of them until it's like <laughs> John and Kate plus eight, John and Kate plus Woody, and it's like seven Woodies. Uh, that's gosh. the only way I'll, I'll, you know. <laughs> and now you, you guys see me. How much now you see me too made? Do you remember no. this? It was enough for a sequel, right? Anybody? Any guesses? Any uh, guesses? Ten trillion say, dollars. I'm gonna say it made. <laughs> 500 million worldwide. We're right. going to build a wall, and now you see me is going to pay for it. <laughs> that much money. Now you see me too made $334 million. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it did. 
That's awesome. Well, it made enough for them to do a live tour, which man, <laughs> the, the day they announced that now you see me live. We've got, we got, to, we've got, we, we really need the man fan to come through and, and provide tickets for this. Yeah. Like, yeah. We need I, to go to the- it's only in China right now, right. Uh, but I'm in. Yeah. We guys, yeah. you guys, we'll put a Kickstarter together. <laughs> Fund <laughs> us to go to see now you see me live and yeah, we'll live stream it and review. Yeah. We'll stay yeah. all in one hotel room. Like we won't run up the price. I mean, we'll fly business class obviously, but we'll all yeah. stay in one hotel room uh to to run sweet down the price a suite though a suite three rooms but yeah uber black for uh, sure <laughs> I mean, well, duh. we're not, not gonna gross. no uber x we pet crap. a non-pros car gross yeah. <laughs> might as well throw up in it um not a baller move not a big yeah. baller at all no exactly but we will do that if you guys just it's like what do you think that whole thing would cost the whole trip 100 grand nothing let's just yeah. put it together <laughs> and we'll go and we'll we'll do a 45 minute podcast on yeah. it on the live show Think of it as the cost per minute, I would say. That's a better way to look at it. If you divide that $100,000 up by, you know, 65 minutes, it's not too bad. Think of it as a mission trip. You're sending us over (laughs) to do the work of the people in a foreign land. Just think of it that way, okay? We're doing doing the service for you, so you don't have to. Right. I just want to make it clear that I did not say that we could do this. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a Kent Garrison uh, joke, not a Brian Gill joke. Um, Hold on, real quick. I'm pulling up the tour here because uh-oh. obviously we'll go to the cheapest city. Right. Right. You know, we're not insane here. By the way, it's like five percent of me that hopes we have some rich listener. <laughs> I hope so. And Hot Rod, if you're that guy, come. No, it's, it's not me, but I'm rooting for it. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh no, the video queued up. My head. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Well, um, Roddy, got it. Before uh, we move on, what's your favorite movie? Uh, oh, Star Wars, easily. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. That's a familiar, common, common um, response. But also, yeah. I can't, I can't kick you off now. I, I no. have to be on for the rest of the show now. <laughs> um, well. Hold on, of- what do you think of MacGruber? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think I like team assembly scenes as much as Kent hates file scenes. Mm. And oh wow. Then the, the, the pay the payoff on the team assembly scene in that movie is is hysterical. The best part about the team assembly scene is the music, and it's like <laughs> just like the, so. The first the time I saw it, I thought that was going to be his actual team. So the the yes. payoff was such a great payoff. Chug, Chug, you guys okay? Um, somebody call nine one one. Wow. Speaking of favorite wow. movies, um. Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, I think I've it's you. probably, oh yeah, I think I've probably talked or about it or mentioned that on the show before. Definitely in our top ten movies episode of a few years back. But um, I don't think anything will tire me from that or downgrade my love for that movie. Uh, it's not like with Transformers, where you know the next Transformers movie comes out, I somehow like the. 2007 one less and less every time. Um, I don't think there's really anything that can replace that movie in my mind. So I'm not angry about Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic World 2. Um, if if you love it, that's fine. I understand why people would love this. Um, having said that, I think this is a awful movie. I thought it was terrible. Um, 
I don't know why they they every time they make one of these they take what we hated about the ones before it and <laughs> add them <laughs> and multiply that. <laughs> you know, I you would think by the fifth one they would have found the formula for making these compelling and interesting. Um, I was just so bored throughout this and. None of the horror stuff worked for me. The darker tone didn't work for me. Um, a lot of just cliches, and it's this movie is just insane. I mean, it makes no sense at all on any level, but uh, I don't hate it. Uh, it doesn't make me angry, but I thought it was a really bad movie, um, just generally. So, uh, Roddy B., go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah. So, Jurassic Park is probably the first movie that I ever remember watching. And so, like like you were saying, it's a movie that I absolutely love. And going into these new ones, you know, my expectations are nowhere near that because I don't think that I'm ever going to be four years old again and thinking there's real dinosaurs on the screen. So my expectations are pretty low for this going in. And I like the dinosaurs, the story, not so much. And I mean... It, to me, it kind of felt like a remake almost of Lost World. And like you said, it took some of the things that I didn't particularly care about from that one and made it a main point of this movie. So so there are definitely some things that I liked about it, particularly the dinosaurs. Uh, but then the story itself, yeah, that not so much. Excellent. Excellent. Um, who wants to go next? Richard or Brian? I can go. I can okay. go, Brian, because he'll have better thoughts than me as usual. So I'll just get mine out of the way. You know, as much as I love uh, Jurassic Park, I hated The Lost World immediately. Like as a kid, I was like, I don't like, mm-hmm. I don't like this tone. Like, not into it. Uh, and that kind of killed Jurassic Park for me uh, until Jurassic World, which I, because it was better than The Lost World, I liked. And then the more I've seen that movie randomly like five times because it's on everyone makes fun of me for this, but it's on every airplane. And everything I've every hotel room and stuff, and so like I've just seen it a lot, and like every time I watch it, it goes from I, I don't remember what I gave it like a B plus maybe or something, maybe the first time it's like down to a D plus for me <laughs> every time I watch it, and if I see it three more times, it'll probably might be the app. No, nope, no, it's not. It's patented. <laughs> no, you trademark. Yeah, I mean, you pay a fee. I, no, my legal my legal teams. Working on a thing. Okay. But an F <laughs> with a math symbol next to it, uh, multiple times. So, uh, anyway, it, it wasn't super psyched for this because of that reason. And then I see this movie and I go, gosh, they're making the same darn mistake, you know, that they did with Jurassic Park. Uh, even though that movie was, that Jurassic World wasn't nearly as good as the original Jurassic Park. It's like, what? You know, yeah. you have something that works. Mm-hmm. The t- the spe- and what works about it is the tone and it's you know fun's not the right word but it's like <laughs> it's like a theme park ride of a- appropriate amounts of scary and then you just randomly go DC level dark with it for is anyone asking for that you know instead of doubling down on what's fun and then all of a sudden it's like this is just as tacky as the first one but like without the fun spirit behind yeah. it I'm yeah. out immediately out it so feels- Brian what about you Oh, go ahead. Uh, just on that point, it feels a little bit like they're trying to go 
Rise of the Dawn of the World of the Planet of the Apes with this thing. <laughs> Does it not? Yeah. Because now yes, totally Fallen is. Kingdom, yeah. shouldn't Fallen Kingdom be the first one and Jurassic World should be the second one with the way this movie kind of ties itself up or and everything to me. So that doesn't make sense anymore. But just tonally, that's where they're going with this. It's like Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the first one with Franco, did have that fun kind of lighthearted, although dark at times tone, horror in the right places like Jurassic World. And it just kept getting darker and darker and darker until eventually, right, apes take over the world, whatever. I don't know if anyone wants or cares about that with this. I just don't like, if that's where they're going with this, they need to reverse course right now. And uh, just <laughs> doing what they did the first time worked. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't understand why they don't, why they haven't just copied the freaking, uh, template of Jurassic Park and done that again. Like, I mean, just in template, what I mean is like how they introduce the dinosaurs and how they don't show a lot of the dinosaurs at first and how, you know, just the basic like arc of the movie, they don't understand in this, like the T-Rex is in it in the first scene, I think. So it's just <laughs> like, okay, well there, that was it guys. Hope, hope that was fun. Cause that's as fun as it's going to get. Um, I don't understand why they haven't done that. And how hard is it? to do one of these sequels that's based around the canister being found on the island. Like how, how is it that hard? <laughs> this is the most obvious trailer of all time is Gosh. the guy discuss like with a metal detector on a beach. Like, Oh, what's yeah. this? Oh, it's the can, the Barbasol can. And then boom movie that it writes itself. And it makes sense. I think about I that understand. every time we God, see God. one of these movies. Like, <laughs> it it makes think, me, oh, that's what makes so me angry better. is that they haven't done that. If they had done that yeah. in this, I would have been like, well, at least they did the most obvious thing possible with these movies yeah um, but yeah Gosh. brian what are your thoughts yeah look jurassic park uh is one of my five favorite movies of all time it it remains the greatest theater experience of my whole life i don't i just i don't see how anything could ever top that the magic of that movie like, that's a <laughs> i mean Gotti. i guess that yeah Gotti, man i mean you haven't seen uh, Gotti yet but yeah but you like you can already tell <laughs> yeah you just know sometimes you just know um just got that feeling got the butterflies in my stomach uh Jurassic, it's that's one of those movies that i i look forward to the most of being able to watch with my kids someday when when he's old enough to not be t t totally freaked out by it i'm like he's i just can't close, wait. right dude he's I watching cannot. jurassic world he watched i so i rented jurassic world this week on the on the Amazon Fire because yeah. I I hadn't seen it since uh, theaters and I just you know revisit and everything you know and it stays in my stream for like twenty four hours mm -hmm. and then he he woke up the next morning and was like can I watch Jurassic World and I said no it's too scary for you and then I was like you know what? I mean you can try just try it just see what happens and but Jurassic World I think is a lot less intense is it really Jurassic okay yeah. Jurassic Park like the scene the the kitchen scene alone. I think and and the scene mm -hmm. where they're like bridge and stuff. It's the first I'm scene sure where the guy getting eaten by the yeah 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 caged raptor. You oh, know yeah. yeah yeah. It's that I I think I think he's now ready for Jurassic Park. But he really dug Jurassic World and and that that helps. You know when the kid is into it, it's like oh okay I can kind of forgive some of its stuff, its problems. Um, it's so funny this, to me when I look back. Just as a interjection here and then yeah. keep going. I was scared of Free Willy. <laughs> but I, I saw Jurassic Park when I was seven and was fine. You sure. know what I mean? I yeah, think yeah, Free Willy no. was the next year. It's weird how kids are, man. Yeah. What'll set no, them off? Weird things hit you. I I was trying to think back to how old my I was ten when Jurassic Park came out. So I was trying to think of like when my brother saw it 
and I think it was probably the next summer. He he would have been seven. So I kind of put that as the yeah six or seven is where I could let Coop seven's watch. Perfect, yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, so he watched Jurassic World. I rewatched it, and and I I stand by the feeling of this is not good, but it at least it is watchable, and it's some there's some sort of sense of fun oh. about it that. It's not good. Like it's a C <laughs> or a C minus or maybe a C plus. Like if you're really pushing it, uh, but it's it's watchable, I think, and it's foolishness. It's definitely better than Jurassic Park three, by the way, because I rewatched that oh, yeah. this week too. I had not seen that in fifteen years, and that is an <laughs> abomination. I could not believe how bad. I thought for sure after having seen uh, Jurassic World and Jurassic Park. Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom that Jurassic Park 3 would feel like, oh, this was, see, this is not that bad. No, it's, it's so terrible. I, I was blown away by how bad it is. Uh, anyway, long, long winded way to say, I am with you, Kent. I don't know, I don't know how much you can do by just continuing to stick people on the islands with these dinosaurs and just finding ways to do it. So I guess I understand the, the concept of like, we have to pull the dinosaurs into the real world. But the whatever elements of fun or watchability that I felt like Fallen Kingdom had going for it completely evaporated a second that they got off the island. And I just I was kind of cringing for the rest of the movie. I, I just maybe this is just a see and it doesn't matter because they keep making so much money that they're going to keep pumping these movies out. But uh, it is becoming more and more like Transformers where it's just like I I don't I do not like these at all. I don't like what we're doing. And maybe I think it's possible that there just isn't anything that you can do with them. You can right. try that whole I try, like the cast. Yeah. I like That's the cast. That's weird. It's like you I know like, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I like dinosaurs. You know, it's like but <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I love I still love the central conceit of this entire franchise, like from the beginning and whatnot. I think it's a brilliant idea and it works really well for one movie. And now we've tried four times to try to recapture that and we're not getting there so again it doesn't matter because it keeps making money but i just don't i don't know what else you can do because we've tried staying on the island we st- we've tried creating a, a, another island with the world uh, multiple times really we've tried that bit now we're trying to bring them into the the greater world I, and it, it sucks it's just so it's such a beating when this i i don't know just I'd love for them just to stop, but I saw Kellen Trevorrow has lots of plans for Jurassic World 3, so I'm sure that one will be great as well. The but, plan uh, includes, think of how it ends, and then it doesn't matter what else happens, because that's what this felt like. I feel like they wrote the ending, they wrote the little dialogue with Jeff sure. Goldblum, they wrote the trailer, yeah. and they're like, all right, well, we know where we want this to go right. from Build here, but where do we start it, you know? Um, the... I mean, the, just the connections to Jurassic Park. Um, I, 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 I have to go say spo- a spoiler if I kept on that sentence, yeah. so I'll, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil um, that much. But yeah, um, the inclusion of Ian Malcolm was fine, but I mean, I, I don't think there's literally a line that he says that's not in the trailer. Um, yeah. So I don't. We didn't learn. Anything else about Chris Pratt's character other than I guess he's building a cabin now? Um, he's in a carpentry. <laughs> um, <laughs> we spend way too much time with 
Hammond's friend's daughter's granddaughter. Oh, and she, it's like we really <laughs> don't like the child actor aspect of Jurassic Park, and they always oh. choose to make that a central always, focus. Always. And for some bad. reason, the kid has to be faking a British accent, and we have to <laughs> acknowledge that it's fake, and we – what? <laughs> And then it never goes I'm away. sorry, I'm laughing. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, why? Are, well, how about why are we casting James Cromwell to play British and Toby Jones to play American? And then <laughs> I, I just, yeah, why? What are we doing? And then making this poor, like, I felt bad for her because it's not her fault. She's a kid. Why? She has no point. There's no point for her to be in this movie except for one weird spoiler that I. I am assuming we're all just going to pan. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I just, what's the point? What's the point? Well, yeah. Um, also just logic leap. I know it's weird with these, but you know, what made Jurassic Park great was it was one explanation. Oh, Amber. Cool. Dinosaurs. Great. Gotcha. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Now this one, they're, they're putting a wrench in that by including bones now. So they're cloning by bones, which they could have done in the first place. Because they yeah, already had the bones, yes, and they didn't need yes. the amber to do Gosh. the thing. What? Great point. <laughs> I'm sorry. Great. I I don't know what they're trying to do with that. I don't. I don't. Why? And they literally like smash the amber, like shatter it in this. There's a you know there's a scene with like the Barontosaurus as they're leaving the island when the volcano is going off. Like the Barontosaurus is like dying. Like the original Barontosaurus from mm-hmm. Jurassic Park is like dying on the island. It's like. This is your childhood, kids, and it's dying yeah. in front of you, and you're just crying. Yeah, as that it's... was so. And I have Brian knows this about me. Dinosaurs like non-human things dying. I'm like, that oh, yeah. put me in such a bad mood the whole time. Yeah, and then the rest of the movie is, is really essentially unwatchable. Dark. Yeah, yeah. And then they go to a dinosaur auction for an hour. Um, <laughs> Best day uh, that I've ever been a part of personally. Like yeah. I love, and I love. <laughs> I it, it is. Can we just? It's it's spoilers. The prices that people were paying for dinosaurs <laughs> felt way low to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like one of the ankylosaurus was like ten million dollars sold, and they were like surprised like, by that number too. That's like yeah. a fancy car. I don't. Like, I mean, think yeah. of all the money that's been put into creating these things. That just seems really. <laughs> yeah, think about how many athletes make? Uh, I could over ten million like, dollars uh, a year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I just imagine with like a 1970s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm selling a couple of steam cars by Brontosaurus. You got Tegan's one? You got Tegan's one with the Brontosaurus? Wow, yeah, that that was uh, that was a bit jarring, but uh, <laughs> to say the least. So, in terms of J.A. Bayona, um, there was one scene in the movie that worked on a, I don't know, just a suspense level, which was them like in the little ball drowning just because it was all done in one shot, you know, and the camera stays kind of in the, in the uh, ball as they're drowning and Chris Pratt's coming in and out, like swimming up and down. Right. That was well done, but it's like, wow, this has nothing to do with dinosaurs. And it's the best Mm -hmm. part of this movie. (laughs) Um, And just a, generic note. Why in 2018 do the dinosaurs look a lot worse than in 1993. I don't, I don't understand that. Like <laughs> you, you can watch, which I've seen, uh, uh, like Jurassic world trailer 
like watch the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer and then watch the original Jurassic Park like trailer. You're like, wow, that does look better. Like, I'm not joking. It does look better when you put them side by side. It looks more realistic. I don't I can't explain it. I think it's just them overthinking it, trying to make it look too real, but it ends up looking fake when you overdo it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's a it's a compliment to uh to Spielberg, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's you know, but still, you should twenty five. You've had twenty five years to make <laughs> better looking dinosaurs. It should be better now. Not, they did that. Not I significantly mean, worse. They brought in more of the practical dinosaurs here, but they you know they were all in cages. Yeah. Um, laying down. It didn't. It didn't bring much more than we'd already seen or seen better in the other films, which, um, yeah, this just felt like they were trying to capture the tone of the lost world, which is, I don't know why you'd ever want to repeat that in any way. Yes. Um, I guess they feel like obligated to do that since they tried to capture the tone of the original one with the last movie. But, um, again, you're just, you're moving out of the vein of originality at that point and making it its own thing. Which I, w- I would have liked to seen this movie take risks. Maybe, I don't know, go for the R <laughs> and do a horror movie and call it a day. I don't know. They feel like they really wanted to do that with how much, you know, a guy's arm will get bit off in this and they don't show any blood whatsoever mm-hmm. of any kind. Yeah. And it felt kind of, I don't know, um, dishonest <laughs> yeah. in a way, it's like edited. It felt like, okay, yeah. where's the, re- I can't wait to see the real cut of this to see what it really looked like. Uh, yeah. But yeah. um, I was really hoping the Stegosaurus would just drop an F bomb. That was my main. <laughs> That's really what I was going for. Just pull this in. You say that generation. about most movies, though. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Gosh. Homeward Bound. What movie would not <laughs> so be improved by a Stegosaurus yeah. dropping How an F bomb? How sassy yeah. is she, really, if she's not F bombing? <laughs> Take a chance and drop an F bomb. Gosh. Come on, Brian. You got one more in you. <laughs> I, uh, shadow something i don't know i can't remember, I can't remember the other uh yeah i think it was shadow well you want to talk about brian crying in a movie Whew. Whew, that one will kill me back up so i was okay it does then it just turns into happy tears i guess it's, it's brutal it's pretty rough pretty rough movie anyway yeah do, okay i guess let's ask this nick did you have was there a point at which you were having fun with this movie or was it always just like oh my gosh please kill me i just can't i gotta get out of this it's terrible well when when they first show Claire and like I don't know if you guys noticed this but like her heels yeah but yeah she's like scratching her leg like she's uncomfortable in her heels because that's what we were all laughing about in the first one that she can run away from dinosaurs in high heels and then when she shows up on the uh, island and the first thing you see is her stomping her boot right, landed, right. landing I'm like oh we're we're gonna show this yeah. that much but um but I mean there was one part um with the lava. That I was just like, no, I can't come back from this. Oh, he's rolling away from it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, that was yeah. like the definition of watching like a slow mudslide trying yeah. to be made like with dramatic music. <laughs> it was, uh, and it was like the Quaalude scene in, uh, in Wolf of Wall Street, but like with, lava. with dinosaurs and lava. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I love Chris Pratt, but like I definitely get Jim Halpert syndrome with him now for some reason like the way that the movie started was he's being introduced like it felt like a felt like andy from parks and recreation just 10 years later like what he would be like so 
Like yeah, I, I'm just get starting to get that feel. Now I love I love Guardians and I love I love him, but that's just I see Andy running away from dinosaurs at this point. <laughs> it's weird. I love Chris Pratt, and he's very he's very rangy. He's not showing yeah. it here, but he's he's got so much range to his game. I love Pratt, and I love uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. She's one yeah. of my favorites. I love them, and they have they're both beautiful, and they're both good actors and actresses, and have shown great chemistry in other yep. situations they have no chemistry together whatsoever I know, it's not at all yeah. it's, it's like it's, it's unbearable yeah it's really bad on that front. have you seen uh have you seen season five of arrested yet brian no uh but there's some, I are there's some four right now oh nice. okay nice. yeah there's some I, I love it. and it's really funny it. yeah so. just so you know Sweet. I'm excited. I, I need I need to be re- re-reminded because it's just I don't get it. I don't get why they can't figure it out. But, you know, hey, maybe I maybe we blame it on Pratt because he's in that Jennifer Lawrence movie. He has no chemistry with her in that either. And that's true. I, well, like, feel, I like, feel like someone like Aubrey Plaza is like impossible to have chemistry with because she's uh-huh. actively trying to not have chemistry and he has <laughs> chemistry with her. Yeah. Right. It's true. So it's like a weird thing. Weird thing. Maybe we just pass it on on director and whatnot. But it's weird that two movies in with this franchise, and I is is there is there anybody who buys the will they won't they bit at this point? Because it just doesn't. And I don't care. Like that's not a major focus for me at all in any action movie, and certainly not in movies about dinosaur and stuff. But if you're gonna keep trying to draw us in that direction, at some point those two characters have you have to believe that they could exist together. It's kind of like the uh, Alan Grant Sadler thing, but they had chemistry. Mm -hmm. Like you, Mm -hmm. you felt like they had chemistry that they were in denial of, you know, um, this is the opposite where they're trying to show us that they have chemistry that we're in denial of. (laughs) So, um, what about these ancillary characters? Um, Franklin couldn't, I couldn't deal with that whole, like bring the, Bash was bad. Franklin, I would say. (laughs) Franklin Bash. Yeah. Um, Franklin, the turtle. No. Um, <laughs> I've done a Franklin and Bash bit in a while, Brian. That was <laughs> sneaky and beautiful, and it should not go un unlauded. Team Bash, just in, I just want. No, we both are obviously. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> I didn't understand the bit of bringing computer scientists on an island that is scared of dinosaurs and a vet that has and a dinosaur expert, but has never seen a dinosaur. But how does that work? I don't. <laughs> The f- it's a strange oh, it's choice bad. of crews i feel like i don't know i i didn't hate either of those characters oh. but i didn't <laughs> love them either so it was franklin was franklin he, he was like yeah. he was like cat dennings and in, in thor 2 like it was like just stop just go that's perfect that's a perfect summary yeah <laughs> why are you here that that's all i kept thinking um well this movie you mentioned file scenes earlier, uh, Roddy. <laughs> Big fender in the file scenes department. Uh, seeing the old footage of Chris Pratt in blue, right? File scene. Um, also, this movie, extremely offensive for the overshirts. I mean, just rapid. <laughs> Three of the four main characters, overshirts. They <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard has the overshirt on after she's... J- jumped off a cliff into to be the fair water. To her, I think to she leave. was pregnant during it, so I think they're hiding that. I think. I don't care. I think you might be right. <laughs> yeah. I know because she doesn't have it for the whole movie. She really doesn't. 
the kids. Right, I know. I'm just saying, awful. Just (laughs) that's my that like Jurassic Park might have like set the set the uh, made the overshirt like a thing, you know, with the amount of like that. But man, the 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 girls running away from the Raptors has like the hoodie on. Just like what are I, I? I'm maybe the only person in the world that notices those things, but <laughs> this one was like they, the only reason Chris Pratt didn't have an overshirt was so that they could show off his pecs, yeah, biceps. But I'm him. on my my Chris Pratt thoughts are I'm starting to think he's less of a movie star and just more of a guy we all like. Mm-hmm. Could <laughs> be. Ever, I don't know. Well, time will tell. He'll still be Star Lord. He's still got that, I guess. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what shirt? I mean, uh, what else? What other other shirts can we talk about? I'm wearing six shirts right now. I'm wearing a dry fit, by the way. Wow. Dry fit. Just in case you sweat or what? Yeah, we've we've got, we've come a long way in the fabric technology, by the Mm. way. Maybe this VIP episode on fabrics needs to happen. uh, (laughs) A lot. But official fabric of Mad About Movies? Satin, actually. Yeah. Yep. Well, of the VIP feed, we're still open on the main feed. We're we're we've Cotton's put in a bid, and and uh, oddly polyester put in a bid. It was like, what is this, nineteen seventy eight? But we're still still seeking that out on the main feed. But the VIP that has been locked down by Satin, yeah, exclusively. But I'm looking at, by the way, Modal. Uh, your bid was great. You might, you guys might. <laughs> It's a soft, lovely cotton, and, and the money was right. So if you guys are willing to come in on the main feed, I'm looking at maybe Modal as part of it. I'm not no. sure. Satin for life. It's all, I, no, all it's satin VIP, all the time. That's fine. No, VIP, main feed. Yeah, you're right. Main feed, Modal. We need an official fabric of the main cotton, feed. According to the, to the trunk they set us. But it was <laughs> not usable. It was just flat, flat fabric. <laughs> there was no clothing to it. So that was tough. Yeah. This, this whole thing was tough. It was. It was. It's a weird path that B.D. Wong's character has gone on. They tried to make him evil just to make him evil. There's no reason he needs to be evil in this at all. It's really strange. It's really strange. If you go back and watch Jurassic Park and then you fast forward to this, it's (laughs) very confusing. Like, it's been a dark 25 years for him. Like, things things went well. I want some backstory on that. Yeah. I want to know what happened there. Also, I don't know if you guys feel... You guys are a little little younger than me so maybe this doesn't this won't resonate at all i cannot ever and i never will be able to see ted levine in a movie or tv show without immediately exactly that's all i hear is we agree but let's i can't i can't i can't allow it's just so it's a great david spade joke from one of his stand-ups that he's talking about he saw ted levine in some movie and he's like playing like the like cool stepdad (laughs) he's like i'm gonna go and drop the kids off at soccer practice (laughs) and you're just like i don't trust that guy at all no way no way yeah well and he's standing there you know he's got his his cool aviators on for the first five minutes on screen i was like i think that's ted levine and then his, and I, but I was, I was buying the disguise. Maybe he should only, he should leave sunglasses on, but I was okay with it. And then as soon as he took his sunglasses, I was like, nope, nope, that's Buffalo Bill. Can't, can't handle it. He's his not tooth collection makes sense then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Creeps me out, man. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Are we yeah. spoilery? At this yeah. Point? Yeah. Come on, man. That's what? Look, the, the whole. <laughs> I better. I, I'm a. I'm a world-renowned dinosaur, big game hunter slash expert. 
I bet if I shoot this new dinosaur with a crank dart, <laughs> yeah. it'll be safe for me to go inside its Rip cage. Rip out its tooth. Out a tooth yeah. While it's still seconds. alive. Like, for a, for a know, necklace. This will make a good part of my necklace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's I didn't so understand the gross. entire plot of we need to save these dinosaurs because saving these dinosaurs, these 10, 12 dinosaurs, mind you, is more <laughs> important than humanity. That's basically what they're saying. Like, you know, everyone might die, you know, you, the humanity itself might be at risk, but animal rights, though, you know, like they deserve to live. Um, I, I could not stand that whole twist on Bryce Dallas Howard's character and everything of that's why we're, that was the entire motivation for everything. And the way it ends, I mean, it's just like it was the biggest eye roll to me. It was the it was like what I hated about The Last Jedi. <laughs> the, uh, hold on. And then she lets the animal out of the cage. She's like, now we can go. You know? <laughs> like, ah, now, I, or what does she say? I don't know. Rose? I don't know. But I'm all for animal rights, by the way. Not, not a... It's not what I heard. Not what I heard. <laughs> but but I don't understand old... why that is more important than what's at stake, you know? Because what's at stake is the history of the world, right? It's letting these dinosaurs out and them overtaking the population, right? Yeah. I yeah, Blue is that... just running amok in right. Utah or something. Yeah. Like, just, gosh. It was, they have the right to do that, cool. though. They have the right to do that. Yeah, yeah, we created them, so yeah. you should let them go. No, I, the that whole direct sequence. animal rights emails at me. By the way, I said yeah, that. please email that to. Um, just forward those to Angela Coppola. She's handling all of our. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, that whole the whole bit with we're for, firmly in spoilers at this point because apparently yes. this was a big reveal, and I, <laughs> I'm I'm. Really want to hear you guys' opinion on it. Uh, so the granddaughter is not a granddaughter; she's a clone. <laughs> what are, what are we doing? Like that's it's just I could not believe that that was a major plot point in this movie. Uh, from every, it's like everything that you like about Jurassic Park and Jurassic World and dinosaurs and all that. What if we now boiled all this down to we're getting into the human cloning experiments now like that's what this movie is becoming about is really that's what this movie is about is uh the ethics of human cloning and <laughs> animal rights yeah. the versus... callback the callback to the raptor scene you know in the kitchen <laughs> of her in like the their house museum yes with the with the people walking around as if they're the raptors like they're the evil people and the whole like how heavy-handed the the satire and allegory there was is like just stop. I mean, like, yeah. see, I, don't I know. think I think you hit on it there, Kent, and I want to hear what you have to say, Nick, too, and, and Richard as well. But I think you hit there because all of these things that are issues, that are complaints that we're talking about, that stick out to me as like this is a really bad thing. I think it's as much to do with the heavy handedness as it is the actual events or the actual tone or whatever you want to say it. You can. The the shoes, for example, sh making sure that you see her boots and all this sort of stuff. That's a could be a kind of a fun callback in the right hands. And I I've seen I've seen Jay Bayona do some pretty good movies. I really loved uh, uh, Monster Calls, and there's he's got some stuff to his credit. But this was just like 
not an example of how to direct this kind of a big budget movie. And if you're, I don't know. I just felt like I felt like the there was just massive heavy hands throughout the entire like every piece that should be subtle hit really hard. And that's that's not great. That's not what you want from your director of a big, huge blockbuster movie like this. Yeah. Yeah. That that made it like the animal rights parts where they're doing like the news broadcast and different things. I sat there and I'm like, I think I thought like, am I watching Rampage again? Like, yeah, like it, yeah. it felt like everything was so heavy. No, Rampage was, like, was fun. <laughs> this was <That's> wrong. <laughs> yeah, and then the and then the whole time, I'm like, wait, this movie is trying to teach me something rather than rather than letting me enjoy dinosaurs, and that's mm-hmm. not what that's not really what I signed up for at the <laughs> when I saw Jurassic Park when I was when I was a kid. Yeah, that is a funny observation, though, on the how low the prices were for the <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> These are the richest people on Earth, that. by yeah. the way. Two million. Yeah. Two million. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Evil get- saying we need one million dollars. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> yeah. You can get a two-bedroom in Malibu or a dinosaur. Which one? <laughs> let's just let's just say the total the total haul for all of the dinosaurs in Jurassic World was less than the heist in Ocean's Eight. Let's just that's that's in fact <laughs> it was a hundred million dollars that they made and they made a hundred and fifty wow. stealing a necklace at the freaking Met Gala in it. Okay. <laughs> but now but now hear me out. These movies are actually connected and Danny Ocean is the one who's funded this entire operation. Now we're talking, right? Like Ocean's mm-hmm. Nine just got crazy. That would be great. But Danny's dead. He's doing it from beyond mm-hmm. the grave. But is he? But is he? No, he is. Firmly dead. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't want any fun. Danny's dead. <laughs> that would be so great if Dotson from Jurassic Park walks in, like with the brief, like in Ocean's like fourteen, like with the briefcase. He's like, "I got it, boys," <laughs> and like they just cash it in for three hundred million into the movie. Right. Yeah, <laughs> got the embryos, boys. Um, well, uh, you know, I just don't know how many more times they can do the. Oh, a dinosaur's in the foreground, but something's in focus in the background. Oh, nope, it was a real dinosaur, and it's moving, you know, like all those little yeah. reveals. And how many more times can somebody be attacked, and then another dinosaur come in and save them from that dinosaur? Yes. Yes. Like six times in this movie or something. Um, the the whole bit with Blue was really predictable. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I got, yeah. I got I got a few things on the ending, but that I'm yeah I'm all talked I, I will, out on this one. One thing that I think this movie did better than Jurassic World, which is not you know like a huge standard or anything, but the uh, relationship quote unquote between what's Chris Pratt's character name uh, Owen. Owen. Owen Owen between Owen and Blue is is much more yeah. is much better developed and fleshed out. Like it that it felt much more authentic that they are buddies the way a dog and a human would be buddies more so than the last time because like the knowing nod at the that end of file scene man world, yeah i know i know it's a file scene however <laughs> it does it does make it, it, it does kind of add to the depth of those characters quote unquote i don't depth may be really really pushing it but you know what i mean the the knowing nod at the end of jurassic world is like between blue and and Pratt is like a I'm taking this down a full grade because that's so stupid. And this is 
there's a there's a little bit better on that front. I think that's like Olive and I are super tight. We <laughs> hang out. I work from home most days. Like we hang out. She's never knowingly nodded to me. Am I? Should I get rid of her? Should I just send her out on the street? Or? <laughs> She's not even trying, Olive. Jeez, gosh. Man, the the scene with the dinosaurs like falling off the cliff and running, that made the um Brontosaurus chase in King Kong like seem fun. You know? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like Jack Black's like running with the camera and <laughs> King Kong, Adrian Brody. That was a felt like that to me, so that's good. Um talk about the ending. Um I was really let down when I realized that the climax of the movie was going to take place like in the lobby of their house. And like, they have the scene where she's hiding under the covers from the dinosaur, like this <laughs> supposedly nice. really smart girl, <laughs> like that's going to help anything. Um, like didn't even put her head under the covers. It's just like laying there <laughs> crying. What nice. happened to the whole notion of don't move. They can't see you when you move. Cause didn't that save like everyone's butt in Jurassic park? Like that notion of, this T-Rex was staring you in the face, but you if you're still, it can't see you or sense your movement. We've thrown that out the window. I feel like that'd be an easy, safe, you know, easy thing to ride into this, keeping involved in this universe is that uh, that's the only thing that, that can defeat them. Is it yeah. like the quiet place or something, you know, like you mm-hmm. have to be quiet. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do is be still, you know, and that, that can make for some good tension, but um, that's gone. Um, so the end. Um, so basically the movie ends with dinosaurs getting loose and we're, we end with America. Dinosaurs are in America and there's roughly nine dinosaurs loose in America. The end. (laughs) So once we go take care of them, we're good. That's that's pretty much it. (laughs) I don't, it, it, it felt like they were trying to set up for this like huge epic taking over the world moment and there was like seven dinosaurs and one velociraptor going into LA. Like what? I mean, I think there's more than that, but I, I agree. The indication is no, the indication is like you mess with science and now they're going to keep cloning these. And that's, yeah, you know, but it didn't feel like this big, Oh no moment at the end. Like it it could have, I mean, I don't know what they could have done. Maybe, Oh, I mean, it, smaller, but I don't know. it definitely feels like that little girl needs to be brought up on like international charges, like some yeah. sort like, <laughs> I mean, she's wait, no, you did what? You just pushed the button and literally thousands of people have died because of you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a terrible decision. I'm not I, for executing kids. You got to execute <laughs> animal rights, not bro. Even animal kid, rights. You know, he's a clone. So. Yeah, that's fair. Great point. <laughs> I just it was and no one even flinches when she does it. Yeah. It is but you're you're right, Kent. You said at the beginning, you're totally right. It it the whole movie when when that happens, it really and the reveal on the kid being a clone that happens in the I don't know, hundred and twelfth minute. I mean it's like way, way into the movie when we get the the reveal, the big <laughs> the Shyamalan twist. But um but like it does feel like the entirety of this movie was just written around the idea of, okay, how do we get large herds of dinosaurs roaming the States or somewhere? I don't even, I really don't even know the geography of where they were when this took place, but regardless, we've got to get dinosaurs, lots of dinosaurs, hopefully onto the mainland. 
how can we get that? You know, how can we make that happen? Yeah, and felt like they wrote the line, welcome to Jurassic world. And they knew that that was going to end the movie and that was it. And then they filled in the gaps. I mean, it's, it felt, it felt offensive. I I'm surprised Steven Spielberg's like still all gung ho promoting these. Like get that money. I would have thought he, yeah, I know he makes money, but I would have thought he would have just like Christopher Nolan his way out of this with, you know, and be like, yeah, it's great that I was involved at one point, but it's in new hands and whatever, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably is a executive producer. Yeah. Credit for, for money, but he can yeah. be a producer without going out and, and actively saying that this is a good film. I don't know. He doesn't owe mm-hmm. anyone anything, you know, he doesn't, you can say Jay Bayon is a good, a good guy without saying he did a great job with this movie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, I guess it's definitely not me saying that, but that's okay. Um, all right. I'm done with this. Grades, anything, anybody else got on this before we hit grades? 95% exposition. 95% exposition with this movie. Almost every other line is, here's this, and this is why this is happening, and we need to do this because this. I mean, up until 90 90 minutes in, you're still getting explanations on things, Mm -hmm. and that was beating. It's it's Uh, just missing the point. You said earlier, Kent, but like that's... mm. That's one of the things that makes Jurassic Park so great is the the simple the simplicity of the science behind it. You get I mean literally you get a ride in which they explain how this all has happened. Mm-hmm. It takes a minute and a half and then you're just in the greatest theme park ever. And that's all that there is to it. And instead we just get so much explainers, so much pointer scene, so much exposition. I just gosh, it's so tiring. And I I don't I don't know. I want these to be I don't even care if they're good. I just want them to be fun. I want to go to Jurassic Park movies. If we're going to keep making them every 3 years, then I just want to be able to go turn my brain off and have fun with it because they are a theme park ride and there's something there's some value in that, I feel like. And yet please just give me a reason to turn the brain off, you know? Like just make it to where it's easy for me to be like, yeah, I was dumb, but I had fun with it instead of like this where I just come away kind of pissed and yeah. grumpy about it you know it's amazing that they can make dinosaurs unfun i know i know that's the thing that'd be impossible be so seriously should be impossible but um they did it but yeah they've done it three i don't know four out of five <laughs> three at least three out of five yeah. times i mean it's yeah. amazing it's amazing to me well all right i'm done with this closing thoughts you got five seconds to get them out three <laughs> two one all right um hold on does hot rod have anything else no i mean that that pretty much sums it up what i want my dinosaurs to be fun i want it to feel like a like a theme park and there was nowhere on this on this one where i'm like yeah i want to go there no yeah (laughs) the last part of my notes just says auction blah jurassic world (laughs) that was the last three things i took from the movie Uh, um so there you go yeah and hey, it's down in in it's only a six point six in IMDb and a sixty one percent audience score. So that's I mean that's it's not terrible, but that's that's I would terrible that's for a freaking way Jurassic way Park down movie. from Jurassic. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna look up. You gotta enjoy that. Should even a bad Jurassic Park movie should be mid eighties on mm-hmm. audience score. Like people should be like that sucked, but I had a great time. Yeah. This was, Jurassic World was seventy eight percent. Yeah. Jurassic Park was 91%. So I, 61% is still above Jurassic Park 3 and Lost World on audience score, but um, 
not just at the very least, you should be getting that right. You know, I mean, Transformers movies have better audience score, I think. So I feel like even if you're going to bring Jeff Goldblum into these, shouldn't he be more involved? Like, shouldn't he had have had? I mean, I'm serious. If you're going to bring him in, I say bring him in. You know, it, even the writing for his character felt wrong. It didn't feel like Ian Malcolm. Oh, it felt like yeah, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> sitting there saying lies. Yeah, saying like, I told Ian Malcolm you so. was was such a nuanced like the way it was written, and you never knew if he was crazy or not. You know, and he was had these weird theories about things and flirting with people and mm-hmm. was sexy but also nerdy. This was it didn't feel right. It felt no. it I don't know, man. I right. I'm sure he got paid a lot of money to do yeah. that, but yeah. He also got paid a lot of money to do uh, Independence Day Resurgence or whatever. Yeah, was yeah. I don't even remember what that was called. Yeah, Resurgence, yeah. <laughs> and those uh, apartment commercials. I mean, he's... We love... Wes American Anderson. And Jeff yeah. But what's... Yeah, there was and literally... Marvel. Yeah, no, it's really... I, I love him. He's one of the best. I'm all bored for uh, Jeff Goldblum showing up in pretty much any movie, but there's no point to this was it whatever you paid him you could have spent on making the dinosaurs look better i think but also music noticeably absent from this other than like the mm-hmm. brontosaurus dying and then like a sad kid's <laughs> piano playing the dun, 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 dun. like a, you're literally dying killing our childhood um, there was one there was one part where she says do you remember the first time you saw dinosaurs and they play like two seconds of the sound that you hear when you first see the dinosaurs mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's it. Like that's it. Yeah, no, yeah. they they play it. I think a little bit when they have that, and I don't know why that scene with the brontosaurus and looking up at it and that callback, yeah. and then at the end of the movie, I think it's dun 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 dun. Yeah. It's like the actual fanfare when credits roll, but never at any point of the movie did it like punch in like this is freaking Jurassic Park. The freaking song hits, you know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it felt detached in that even that aspect where you think that would be like we've got this great theme let's put it in here 70 times you know at least they that would have felt like um i don't know made it more made it feel more like the original if that's possible but i missed Mm -hmm. that i noticed it at the end i was like wow that the theme is really good and it wasn't in this whole movie (laughs) um so all right grades time I'm not going to give this F minus minus minus. It's not offensively bad, but, um, but yeah, not for me. I'll give it a F. Yeah. (laughs) Not a minus minus minus. (laughs) Fails. Does not pass. I was thinking about Pat. No. Yeah. Fail. Go ahead. Richard. I'll go D minus. Not quite as bad as an F movie, but as close as one can get. If maybe an E, maybe a Richard Barton patented E. <laughs> get the lawyers working on that one. On it. All right. Yeah, I had it. There were parts I didn't hate my life for the first hour, I guess ish. I I feel like the my frustration or disdain for this movie is more based on like what it isn't more so than than what it actually is and that's Mm -hmm. that's a little that's frustrating that make in some ways that makes me angrier than if it was just straight bad more so than like well it could have been good or it could have been fun but 
Um, I have a feeling this is not going to end up being like one of the 10 worst movies I see this year. So I'm just going to grade it at a, I don't know, a C minus or a straight D somewhere in that, somewhere in that range, the bad range that probably won't be the worst movies of the year. I saw a tag this week too. That was a freaking train wreck. So maybe I'm just in a good, I'm in a better spot with Jurassic world. Cause it's not as bad as that. I don't know. It's, but I, I, I I'll go, I'll go C minus, uh, Nick, what do you got, man? What's yeah. your what's your here? like the way I was looking at it was like where does it rank on my on my Jurassic Park list? And I'm like, oh, I can't have like my third Jurassic Park, third, fourth Jurassic Park movie be like a a D minus or something like that. So I'm gonna have to go like with a C plus. Like just like you said, like my frustrations were more with what it didn't have than what was there. And when I look at it, there were still some, I still had some fun with the dinosaurs and still still laughed here and there so i'm i'm going to give it a c plus mm. cool good times well we'll be back in 2 years to discuss the next one <laughs> where are they going from here just you know, it's all going to be in the us or is there a, another island somewhere mixing humans Plans. with dinosaurs is lasornas yeah. going to come back <laughs> site b from i don't know okay let's move on guys and hit a weekly recommend Okay, go ahead, Roddy. Yeah, so I'm a huge uh, true crime kind of fan, and there's a show, it's actually like a documentary series on Netflix called Confession Tapes, and uh, the idea is like there's a bunch of cases that got maybe false confessions, and that was what what, uh, sent people to jail. And so it's interesting to see... Like, if you were under certain circumstances, would you confess to something that maybe you didn't do? And so that's, and I think there's like seven episodes. Uh, so if you like, if you like that sort of thing, that's one worth checking out. Awesome. Sweet. Good. I always, yeah, I'm always a fan of documentaries of any kind. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, Brian. I am going to recommend a movie that is on Netflix mm-hmm. I watched a couple of weeks ago. It made the, uh, it made the rounds at uh, the festivals, I believe, earlier this year. Uh, it's called Kodachrome. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's got uh, Jason Sudeikis, Sudeikis. Yeah. yeah, in a much more serious role than I've ever seen him do before, and uh, and Ed Harris, and then uh, Elizabeth Olsen, whom I love, and it's about. Uh, Sudeikis's dad, Ed Harris, is is just a is a just a jerk who is dying of cancer he's a very famous photographer and he uh basically blackmails slash bribes sudeikis his son into driving him cross country to develop uh, a couple of rolls of film that he's had sitting around since the, the 70s that he's like found in a desk drawer or whatever so it's like a father son trying to deal trying to kind of find a bond before father dies and uh and such and it's it's very well done and and well directed it's very emotional the soundtrack is awesome it's like a really well done uh soundtrack and uh good choices music and and it kind of casts sudeikis in a new light to me i i'm a big sudeikis fan i've always loved him but have very rarely seen him even attempt to do anything serious and uh i thought he did extremely well with it so Check that. Check that out. Okay, it's called Kodachrome on uh, on Netflix. Awesome, Richard. 
Yeah, mine's a book. Uh, David Sedaris has a new book out uh, this month, last month, something called Calypso, which is just a really great collection of stories, which is on brand for him because he has about 10 other great collections of uh, true life stories. So uh, if you want a good beach read this summer, I would highly recommend it, or a good road trip audiobook. Everything Sedaris reads is always great in his own voice as well. So I recommend both of those things. Calypso by David Sedaris. Nice. Awesome, man. Um, I'm going to recommend a movie that's been out for the summer, I believe. I think it's still in semi-limited slash wide release. Um, It's kind of a cross between documentary and live action fiction. And it's called American Animals. I mentioned it, I think, last week in passing. But I'll give it the official recommend this week. Really enjoyed this. Um, it's, It's a heist movie about college kids trying to do a heist basically at their school so it's kind of a scaled down heist movie um evan peters would be my best actor if i was to vote today he's really good in it and you know i think really turned some heads it made me look at him like a serious actor i mean he brings it in this and uh it's a great you know very i don't layered character that he plays and there's like the climax scene of the movie is one of the best of the year in terms of suspense and drama and just setup and execution it is really really entertaining and I, I really had a good time watching this. Um, my one complaint would be that it does kind of cross the line between documentary. It tries to maybe work in the real life stuff a little bit too much because it is a true story. It's like um, reminds me of that show Evil Genius, you know, with the pizza driver thing. Mm. Like if they tried to make that into a movie, but also maybe have some of the real footage, you know, in sure. it. Um, but the director, Bart Layton, did um, The Imposter, which is a good documentary that oh, I don't know yeah. if you've seen. Yeah, came out in 2012. Really it's been on Netflix good. a while. Really, really good. So this is his only movie he's done that's not a documentary. It's like his first movie. So um, knowing his background, it makes sense why he wouldn't buy it the way he did. But um, really entertaining, and I think you guys would definitely enjoy it. Uh, ma'am, fam, ma'am, fam related people. It's got uh, it's got an Edgar Wright kind of tone to it, you know, and uh, it's worth checking out for sure. American yeah. Animals, check that I out. I think I'm gonna go see that tomorrow afternoon. If yeah, I can let me know what you think, man. So, if you hate it, yeah. then I, I'm I'm totally cool with that. But uh, I thought it was after I think I saw it the week after Ocean's Eight, and I was like, man, mm. this is such a refreshing sure take okay, on uh, on the same kind of material. <laughs> it really sure. was. Okay. Good times tonight. Thank everyone for joining us tonight. Thank you so much, Roddy, for being yes. here today, this morning. And Good boy, hi, um, Rod. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for really having appreciate me. Appreciate it. Really do. Um, well, join us in the VIP. And uh, next week we are talking Sicario Two, I believe. Yeah, something like that. So until then, we'll see y'all at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.